All right, welcome in. Season two of Are You Serious? I am Andrew Dockery. And I am Jamie Arnold, Chief Meteorologist here at WMBF News, and we made it back. We've made it back. I've missed it. I'm not going to lie. I really have. We were talking about this the other day. Uh, we took a little sabbatical. We said mm-hmm. we would. You know, it's it's summer. People are on vacation. Yep. Schedules are kind of all over the place. People are busy. So we had to kind of take a little break there for a second. But uh, at this time of the year, when the weather is kind of eh, it's mm-hmm. hot, it's humid every single day, it's nice to have this to kind of yeah. kick back a little bit, have fun, geek out about some stuff, and mm-hmm. just get back into the swing of things. Uh, the forecast is certainly, in our terms, kind of been boring. I, I hate to say that, but the dog days of summer for me – don't do much. They don't. Here's the heat index. Here's how hot it's going to be. Here's when we could get a slight break from it. And then we repeat yeah. literally every week. And even when it cools down, it's still not cool. I always, <laughs> I always joke, you know, it's not a cool down. It's just a little bit less hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're in that time of the year where as, a, as someone who talks about the weather, as we do every single day on the air, these are some of the hardest days mm, yeah. when there's nothing, nothing, when nothing changes. You yeah. know, you get in the spring and fall and winter, things are up and down and back and forth and cold fronts are coming and there's something to kind of keep you fresh this time of the year for, you know, the next, what, six weeks? Yeah. It's meant hot, humid, maybe a storm. And then keeping an eye on anything tropical in the next right. week, two weeks, something. Yeah. Um, I also think with the season two, we still keep episode 16 around. Like, we keep counting from where we start. I like it. So, it's the start of season two, but it's episode 16. Um, I do want to say, this week, we are now officially rated on Spotify. That is exciting. Thank you all for that. We're also rated on Apple. I think Apple had, like, 19 reviews. Yeah. If you haven't done it yet, you could go and rate on wherever you listen to. We appreciate it. They're all five stars. All five stars. We are a five-star podcast. Which apparently helps. Helps good, us. Good, yes. So, so uh, I think last time I looked, 1,300 downloads on nice. listening only, like 5,000 views on YouTube. So it's awesome to see. I do want to ask if you could review season one. What do you think we did well? What did we struggle with? <laughs> Before we get into today's topic, because I think that's, that's a fun topic. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm usually pretty critical of myself, but I loved doing season one. Yeah. I have to reel myself in sometimes mm-hmm. on here. So yeah. I'm going to try to be a little bit better. I'm going to try not to go off. I think that's what on, makes it fun, though. It does. It does. But you know how I can get. Sometimes I can push, I'll write a question I can, knowing. <laughs> I can push the limits a little bit. <laughs> We've had to edit. We'll disclaimer we had to edit a couple snippets a couple out. Of snippets we had to edit just because i tend to get fired up about some things and it's like you know i probably shouldn't have said that yeah well that's what this is for so i'm gonna tr- so season two is about jamie being in a calmer place okay uh but to tie that back into summer this is the time of the year that i'm also perpetually grumpy <laughs> because i hate the heat <laughs> like coming in to record this i break oh, a sweat going yeah. to the car yeah grumpy I, and i wear my glasses coming into work every day it's pointless. The steam. Yeah, you yeah. can't even see walking into the building at 2 a.m. because yeah. you, you just take them off and you're like, all right, where's yeah. the door at? Yeah. Let's figure this out. We've, we've reached the time of the summer where this is when I go into hibernation. Yeah. Like, um, no, no. I'm even by 8 a.m., it's miserable. I can't. I can't. All right. Ugh. All right. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the heat. That's going to be our topic yeah. for today. Uh, first, I want to say. New set. New set. Not a new set, but kind of mixed it up a little bit. We mixed it up. I like it. We have like a little secret table to put stuff that we might need later for the episode, um, which is where I'm going to bring this in. 
continue with shooting the breeze real quick. I'm loving it. I think we do two questions because let's be real. Uh, we used a lot of them on the a live lot, episode. Yeah. So we'll come through. We still have a lot in here. Yeah, there's um, a lot. And Rose, I remember, stuck like four in here. So if it doesn't have anything, <laughs> it's probably from Rose. Uh, I'll go ahead and pull a question. Let's okay. go to the bottom. Oh, with the upcoming hurricane season, what do you all think about flooding in the area? This is from Brian via YouTube. <sighs> Brian, they're all different. Yeah, every storm's different. Every storm is different. Um, you know, we've had hurricanes that obviously come through Florence and Matthew that produce historic flooding. Yeah. Uh, we have had hurricanes that come through that hardly produce any. Yeah. You know, Ian last year. Yeah, we got a bunch of rain, but mm-hmm. not enough to flood. You know, we can handle as long as as long as the ground isn't super saturated and the rivers aren't, you know, full. Mm-hmm. We can handle a good bit of rain. Yeah. Um, I get concerned if we're tracking a hurricane and it's coming in here. I get concerned when we start to see double digit rainfall totals. Yeah. We can handle four to six most cases. Mm-hmm. If we start getting ten, twelve. That's when I started to get concerned about about flooding. Yeah, for sure, especially in those flood-prone areas. Yeah. Um, you also think, too, most of the time, one single hurricane, most of the time, will not cause a ton of flooding issues, as yeah. long as the pattern's been quiet. Yeah. But, you know, you get an active pattern in here. We get a couple fronts moving through, mm-hmm. stalled out front. You get saturated, and then some single-digit totals may result in something. But as far as, like, Picking a forecast, you can't really do that with flooding. You can't really do you that get, with storm surge or anything either. It's yeah, all dependent on Everything's the different, you know. Uh, it depends on the speed of the storm. Yeah. You know, um, obviously Florence, our worst flood from a hurricane, uh, you know, took three days to get through here. Yeah. Uh, Ian was in and out in 12 hours, no big deal. So mm. it's all dependent on the characteristics of that specific storm and, as you said, what's been happening before yeah. that storm, how, how wet we are. Mm. Great question. Yeah. All right, let's do one more. Okay. And uh, we'll see what we got. We're going to pull this one in. This is a rose one. I can tell by the font. <laughs> what kind of technology do you use now that wasn't available when you first began forecasting? Whew. At my age, What's everything. What were you going to say? I was going to say, gonna say our Andrew? answers are going to be different. <laughs> Not because of your age, but our answers are going to be different compared yeah. to... Uh, when I first got into this business, um, you know, now we come in, we log into our computers, and we've got access to all the models and a mm-hmm. hundred different models, and we can switch back and forth between tabs and yeah. check it all out literally in a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're constantly updating, you know, the short-term models are coming out every couple hours. Uh, when I first got into the business, you had to wait... By the printer, oh, that's not me. <laughs> had to wait by the printer, and they were called DIFAX charts. They mm. were these big charts that would come off on a dot matrix printer, and you would sit and hear that horrible sound of a printer <laughs> printing each one of those lines. And you would wait, and especially if it was a crazy forecast, you would stand over the printer and literally watch line by line as the models would come out and you would hand analyze you'd have to rip the perforated edges off Mm -hmm. and line them up get them on a clipboard that's how i started (laughs) mine's not mine's not that bad um but you know what 10 years now in the business going on 10 we didn't have all the all a all the model data now b the model data we had did have was not as high resolution oh yeah I, oh, yeah. It's you crazy. go 10 years ago and like you were forecasting rain chances off of 
blops of yeah. <laughs> GFS and Euro. And it's yeah. like, all right. Yeah. The HRRR wasn't as good as what it used now. Yeah. And also, there weren't as many sites. Mm-mm. Like, people getting into the field right now, you have it made. You can make preferences on oh, what yeah. you want, colored. You had a couple sites getting started, and that's it. And even the technology to present the forecast yeah. on air, oh, you know, so now bad. we can, you know, like, oh, yeah, let's show future radar. You pull it up, you, and you're done. You're ready yeah. to go. When I started, if you wanted to do a 24-hour future radar, it would take an hour to, to build render it. out. Oh, render. To you had to render, render your a movie. I remember rendering. Yeah, you had to render anything that animated had to be mm. rendered out like a movie. And, yeah, you did something big, like I said, like a uh, a future radar, and it would it would be an hour. I don't even remember the name of the system that we used when I was starting, but it wasn't Max and it wasn't Baron, which are the two popular ones now, but it was awful. And I remember even building some of those graphics. It's like it is now, but you would have to load in each individual thing, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not the, fun. The worst part for me... <laughs> This is, again, going to date myself. Now, again, you know, we're tracking a hurricane, tropical storm or something. The advisory comes in from the National Hurricane Center. The track, it's there. Mm. Instantaneous. I am from the old school where you would plot the latitude and longitude on a weather graphic and literally have to hand draw Mm. the forecast comb. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, I remember drawing SPC outlooks. Yeah. Because you didn't have the file for that, so you'd yeah. have to draw the slight, the moderates, the level two. Oh, yeah. But I don't how it's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, now, did yeah. you have to do the text boxes for like the forecast too? Yeah. I you guess... had to do it all. I had to do it all. That's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. Yep. Uh, before we talk about heat, I do want to ask you a question. Anything fun that you did while we were off season one, season two? Uh, went to a fun little conference, a mm-hmm. uh, little mini conference back home in Charlotte. Okay. Uh, so that was fun. Got to sort of a little full circle career moment. You know, I was born and raised in Charlotte and got to go back to Charlotte mm-hmm. and hang out with a bunch of chiefs uh, from Gray Television, our parent company, yeah. uh, from Hurricane Markets. That's awesome. All over the East Coast and the Gulf Coast. Uh, we got together, talked about some of the new technology, some different ways and new ideas for covering hurricanes. So that was kind of fun. Um did that had a good fourth yeah we haven't talked since the four yeah other than that no yeah me either <laughs> no this is like i said it's the slow time of the year just going through summer yeah i've been trying to branch out more on my cocktail making yeah i, I told you about this yeah. our good friend brian i'm going to give him a shout out i got his recipe for the cosmos the ultimate cosmos and i don't think i will ever go back <laughs> i'm I've been saying this for about two years so now. I'm single, I'm single. You know this. If yeah. you're ever out with me, what do I order to drink? The Cosmo. The Cosmo. I'm, yeah. I'm single-handedly bringing the Cosmo back. Uh, no, I didn't know if it was ever gone. It was kind of gone. Okay. It was kind of gone. Um, no, it's not the manliest drink. I don't care. Oh, yeah. I don't I look. It. I don't look manly drinking. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And I'm single-handedly trying to bring it back. And, yes, Brian makes the absolute best Cosmo. Uh, there is. We have so some, I'm glad we've converted you. Yeah, it's so good. We have some friends that come over and they'll drink bourbon with us. Being from Kentucky, yeah. we collect bourbon. Yeah, They come over and I have this pink drink in my hand. They're like, mm-hmm. what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm like, don't judge me until you try it. Yeah. And we made some and it was delicious. On a summer day too, you can't oh, you beat can it. Oh, you cannot beat it. Let me tell you something else. <laughs> this is fun for those who are like, eh, Cosmo, not for me. Mm. 
a traditional French daiquiri, wait on this, is a Cosmo, but it's made with rum. Not a frozen daiquiri like you're used to yeah. here where it comes out like a slushy. No. All the ingredients of a Cosmo, but instead of the vodka, you do rum. A clear rum. And it's good. Had one of those over the weekend. Yeah, good. write that down. Clear. <laughs> it's good. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah. So like a Puerto Rican rum, something like that. Um, and it looks like a Cosmo, but slightly different flavor. So if you want to mix it up, if you're not a vodka drinker, try that. Yeah, I'm not anything other than bourbon, but <laughs> here I am. Uh, and I will tell you the reason I did it, it was because it's so freaking high yeah. that it's like, oh, let's get something a little bit more summertimey. And that's kind of what leads us yep. into um, today. We were like, what do we talk about? Yeah. It's the hottest week we've seen so far yeah. this year. So why not talk about the good old heat and humidity? The heat and humidity <laughs> of the South. And we're in that point of the summer where it just, it's just relentless. Mm-hmm. We just, we just don't get a break yeah. from here until usually late August, early September until we get our next real cold front. We're done with cold fronts for meaningful cold fronts Yeah, for another two months. I've never, I don't want to say I've never felt the humidity that I feel here. <laughs> but when I moved here, uh, yeah. yeah, you think it's humid. Listen, if anyone's watching this back home in Kentucky, y'all think y'all have it bad. Yes, you hit 90s and occasionally the triple digits. Yeah. The humidity is so much worse down here. Yeah. It and is. it's a nonstop. I will never forget coming home. This is when we were in the apartment. 8 a.m. on the morning shift. Yeah. And the whole door is just oh, yeah. dripping condensation. I know how miserable of a day it's going to be every morning when I get up. And mm-hmm. if I walk into my kitchen. Maybe in my windows. Den, and how, how much the windows are sweating. If they're sweating and water's pouring off, pouring off of them, like, oh, it's just miserable out there. And some days it's so bad they'll just sweat all day. Yeah. You literally have condensation on your windows all day long. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. is normal. Mm-hmm. And, there's, and what gets me the worst are the nights. Oh. Uh, like last week, I filled in for you. Or we didn't even get out of the 80s. And I think our low temperature was 81. Yeah. And I was on the air at 6 o'clock. It was 81 with a heat index of 90. Yeah. What? Yeah. The sun's not even yeah. out. You're <laughs> like, right. Uh, I'm glad. That's you, what, yeah, that's what gets to me. I'm glad you brought that up because it's not only us dealing with the heat. Granted, we're dealing with the humidity. And I will always say the humidity is worse. Yep. But can we talk about Phoenix real quick? Oh, yeah, Phoenix. They're making a run for history. As of the time we're recording this, 19th straight day of the temperature hitting 110 degrees. But it's a dry heat. Yeah. (laughs) Correct. That's what they say. That's what they say. But I'm sure. Yeah, so is an oven. You know, (laughs) an oven is dry heat. So that's good. Their low temp uh, was 95 degrees. Oh. It's the eighth straight day of temps not falling below 90 at all. Mm-mm. At all. Mm-mm. Darion went out there, yeah. and he came back, and he was like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to complain again. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I couldn't do it. Um, so let's talk about the heat, because for me, I feel like I've been here four years. Yeah. We've had some hot stretches, but we still haven't had, like, some crazy – I think the highest I've seen the heat index here was, like, 114. Yeah. Which we tend to hit about every summer. Yeah. A couple of days we'll get between 110, 115. Yeah. You know. What's the worst you remember? 
glad you brought that up. Uh, you have to go back to 2012. Okay. Um, a very famous uh, nationwide heat deck heat, uh, heat wave. It started in the middle part of the country. Uh, it was late June 2012, and then through early July and even through the 4th, that heat wave spread east um, and finally came here for a couple of days. And then, I mean, it was roasting. Uh, I don't remember the exact date, but again, it was late June 2012. Uh, Columbia hit their all-time record high temperature mm. of 110. Mm. It was a 108 in Florence. Uh, they tied, yep, they tied their, that was their all-time record high temperature, 108 in Florence. Uh, here in Myrtle Beach, because it's really hard to hit 100 here at the coast, um, I don't remember the exact number. It was 97, 98 on the hottest day of that heat wave. Mm. The humidity was ridiculous, and for some awful reason, I was across the park at Ocean <laughs> Waves Water Park, the water park over here, and checked my phone. The heat index was 124. 124. <laughs> it was. I couldn't imagine what that would feel like. Absolutely stifling. I could plan once we get to like the 105 range. Yeah. Like I can do 100, 102, 103. Yeah. It's hot, but yeah. typically if we hit that, it's in the afternoon. We get to 105. That means the morning was usually hot mm -hmm. and muggy. Mm -hmm. We get above 110, and you're not going to uh, find me outside. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You nope. won't find me outside. Nope. 124 well, yeah, feel like it was it was it was awful and that was the last really big heat wave mm. that we had and that was a sustained it, it sort of came for about a week eased up but then it came back a week later uh so it was about mm, 12 15 days of just ridiculous heat mm. that was our last really severe heat wave and i'm glad you brought up the whole myrtle beach 100 degree thing because it I, from what i looked at it hasn't happened since 2002 for 100 degrees i have a different I, myrtle. but that was myrtle not north that myrtle. was myrtle uh yeah if you go with that's a whole other episode mm -hmm. we could do about the official mm -hmm. observing site here in the grand strand um so 2002 i'm not far from it yeah uh june 29th 1998 it's almost 1998 is what yeah. yep this one has to um almost impossible to get to 100 uh here in the grand strand just because the sea breeze always works it kicks in It'll tend to cap those temperatures, so it's hard. You know, we've even 90 here right on the beaches is kind of difficult. It is Despite difficult. how hot it feels, mm -hmm. um, actually getting the thermometer hit 90 is kind of tough. In fact, uh, seven days this year. Which is a really— or above 90 here I'm in really Beach. glad you brought that up because we got an email, and I can't remember the name. But someone said, hey, I love the Are You Serious podcast. Can you explain what Sea Breeze is? <laughs> because we say it a lot, and I know yeah. it is— Technically, when we talk on a forecast map, high and low pressure, yep. we show you that all the time, especially if the area of high pressures over us, area of low pressures coming in, that typically generates the wind in some uniform direction. Mm -hmm. When you get the temperature difference between the ocean and land, mm -hmm. you get the wind to generate off of the ocean where basically everything goes high to low. Yep. Think of it that way in the atmosphere. So you have a area of high pressure moving out on the ocean moving toward the land of an area below and that's what happens in the morning the temperatures aren't that bad yep. like i think of this week uh water temperatures 85 we've had some morning 79 mm -hmm. kind of calm winds but as we heat up to the 90s mm -hmm. and you get that temperature difference 
sea breeze begins to form, and that's where all chaos kind of breaks and happens. That's my explanation. I don't know if there's anything yeah, no, you want to add to that. Very similar. Um, you know, land heats up faster than water. Yep. So you take a typical summer day, um, you know, the land heats up very fast. Heats up very fast. Well, hot air rises. Yeah. Well, you got to have something to fill that void. You get the cooler air off the ocean that comes in. And you get a sea breeze. It yeah. acts like a miniature cold front. And the fun thing is you never hear about this because it doesn't impact us. But the reverse happens at night. At night, You get a land breeze. Yep. You get a land breeze because the land cools off faster mm -hmm. than the water does. Uh, so, again, that air rushes in to fill the void out over the water. And you see that a lot in Florida. Yeah. A lot yeah. in Florida. Um, in fact, you'll actually get some thunderstorms in Florida pretty typically out over the ocean mm -hmm. um, from that breeze that's kind of pushing everything out, which is really cool. The sad thing about the sea breeze is, though, now this is about the time where the sea yeah. breeze isn't as beneficial as it is early in the summer mm -hmm. or in the spring. It actually can make it worse. It can make it worse because the water temperatures are now up into the mid-80s. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly humid out there over the ocean. So uh, when the sea breeze comes in, it may drop the temperature now a couple degrees but it increases the humidity. humidity so that's why that's how we get those 110 afternoons around here that are just stifling and think about it this way too and this is why it's really cool and i remember mark asking this during our live episode um you get the sea breeze earlier now mm -hmm. because we warm up so much quicker yep that's always fun because then for us you have to forecast high temperatures yeah Whew. And you're like, okay, when is the sea breeze going to move through and drop the temp? Yeah. Sometimes it's 11 a.m., mm -hmm. sometimes it's noon, and it's really just a guessing game. Mm -hmm. You can kind of look at a couple of things to help out, um, but that's and, really what makes it so tough. And the sea breeze around here gets, as we get deeper into summer, it gets weaker. So yeah. you, think about, you think about a day in May or maybe early June, and, man, you know when the sea breeze goes through. Wind's mm -hmm. ripping off the ocean, it's breezy, it's comfortable. Um, and now it just kind of limps inland. It's kind of slow, and it's a lot weaker. And I've had some fun. I think it was maybe over the weekend. Um, you could see the sea breeze kind of go in, and then it kind of waved back a little oh, bit, yeah. and it'll just kind of waver now. You know, a lot of times in the spring, it'll blast past I-95. Mm -hmm. You'll get the sea breeze way inland. Uh, but this time of the year, it gets weaker and weaker. And a lot of times, by the time we get to August, it's hard to even get a sea breeze. You know, because the water temperature is so warm and it may hang out right on the beach. It's so stagnant, too. That's a whole other episode of Sea It is. But yeah. that's the short answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Was that short? <laughs> Welcome to Are You Serious? Right. If you missed out, there's 15 more of these. Um, I do want to say what I have, and maybe you have something different. We've hit the hundreds in Lumberton and Florence June 2022. So not that far off. We didn't hit it yep. last year. Nope. Um, but then we hit the hundreds again. You have to go back a little bit in Florence. I have 2012. I don't know if you have a 20. For the last 100? Uh, so I have 2022 and then I have 2012. Uh, and 2019. 2019. Also hit okay. 100. Um, hottest ever. Oh, I don't. Let me guess that. Take a guess. Myrtle Beach. Oh, Myrtle Beach. Hottest ever. Ooh. 102. Close. Oh. 104. I didn't look at that. 104. Dang. Hottest ever in Myrtle Beach. That was uh, 1954. 1954 mm. around here is, uh, was a notoriously hot summer. Awfully hot summer. Um, and a lot of the record high temperatures around here were set in 1954. I mean, that was kind of late in the summer. That was uh, August of 1954. Um, Florence, all-time record. 
I told you this if you were listening to me. Yeah, what was it, 108? 108. 108. Also, interestingly enough, uh, from 1954, the famously hot summer, uh, and but also 2012, they tied it. I have another couple in here, too. Uh, 1954, Marion, 108. Yep. Marlboro, 108 in 2007. Holy smokes. Um, what else? Georgetown, 106 in 1990. And then Horry County's all-time high temperature. This happened, I'll give you the year, in 1952, Horry County. It'd be great if you could tell me the temperature and the location. 107. Um, it's correct. Not at the beach. 107. 107. If you get this, I swear. Aner? Loris. 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 Yeah. It's because they were getting ready for the ball golf. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's some hot. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I missed. Darlington's 109. Mm hmm. Dylan 106, and the warmest I see on here, would we be, what, the all-time? What's the all-time for the state? It's got Richland at 113. Mm-hmm. Was that 12, 2012? Yeah. yeah. 2012. Yeah, that historic heat wave, yeah. Yeah. Lord have mercy. Let's not do those anytime soon. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool. Uh, one thing that we look for um, – this kind of a little bit ties back into the sea breeze, but one of the mm -hmm. things we look for for the hottest days, especially here at the beach, is a west wind. Yeah. Um, if we have a southerly wind, we're not gonna. It's not gonna soar. It could mm -hmm. do it inland. Yeah. Uh, but any kind of component of a wind coming off the ocean, we're not gonna get a hundred degrees. Yeah. Uh, but if you have a west wind, we call that a pinned sea breeze. Mm -hmm. It keeps the sea breeze from pushing inland. Those are our hottest days. And, and those are the things that you kind of, if you're a forecaster and you want to ever be in this area, mm -hmm. that's what you look for. I remember telling a couple of people, like, it's crazy how the wind in Kentucky, anytime you get a south wind, mm -hmm. game over. Yeah. Here, though, south wind, it's like, okay, we may not be that yeah. bad. Yeah. Which is really cool to see because there is some micro scale forecasting that yeah. comes into play, which I love. But yep, a west wind, that's the kiss of death around here. So you, t you talked about your Myrtle Waves story. Yeah. My hottest story was in Kentucky. They did a um, a festival, and I think the temperature got up to 99, but the heat index was like 122. Mm -hmm. They lost money on the music festival. It was at Churchill Downs because they had to give waters away for free. Uh, People canceled. It was yeah. a three-day festival. Um, I think it was Bon Jovi, Dave Matthews. Who else was there? Kenny Chesney. And they, they had to cancel I can imagine. For years and years to come after yeah. that. Because yeah. they lost, I think they said, $8 million. Yeah. Who? Uh, there's a country singer, Aldine. Uh, Jason Aldine. Yeah. He just oh, had a heat he stroke. just had a heat stroke. He just had a heat stroke. Which also, yeah. let's talk about that. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the video. I didn't. If you have a heat stroke, the last thing I'm going to do is run. Yeah. He took off full sprint. Oh. Like he was singing, and I guess he was like, oh, something's not right, and just... Maybe for to save embarrassment in case he right, yeah. it, but passing out on stage, yeah, Whew, it's scary, no. scary for sure. Um, anything you want to add? I'm I'm being told that we have about five minutes. Five minutes. Um, what do you want for season two? Anything you want to tease? I do want to ask if you have a guest that you would like to see on here. I mean, we could try to make it happen. I don't yeah, know. we've got some guests that we're lining up. I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited about, you know, we're getting ready to kind of get into the meat of hurricane season. Mm -hmm. um, I think this will be a really fun place to maybe we can geek out. Our hurricane episodes seem to be the really popular ones because yeah. that's such a topic around here. So 
as things get more active, I think we can geek out a little bit more, which yeah. I, I love to do. You love to do. And mm-hmm. I feel like people are responding to geeking out. So yeah. hopefully okay. we can do that some more. Um, Maybe some more cocktails. I don't know. Are we going to wrap up season two with another? Uh, I think live, we have to another live episode. I think we have to. Maybe think, at the end of hurricane season. I think that would be fun. And yeah. and someone asked, is season two going to be fifteen episodes? Mm. Not necessarily. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we we really don't know either. Yeah. Um. But I think that's the beauty of it is we felt like that was a good stopping part. Yeah. And then I think through hurricane season god forbid we don't have anything crazy but yeah if we do we may have to pause for may a week have to take a break or so yeah. um but yeah i'm not even opposed to doing like a live one here one night Ooh, if be fun. the weather was active enough to where we couldn't because typically we record these on tuesdays yeah. say we have a tropical train rolling off the coast of africa yeah. maybe we do like a live forecast discussion i think that would be amazing I don't know. Yeah, who knows? (laughs) You know, this is how we roll. We really don't know what's going to go, but I will tell you, we do know what the next episode is going to be about. Um, There's this thing called Threads. Threads. (sighs) We're going to talk and dive into social media, Mm -hmm. the importance of it, why it's difficult, but also a benefit for us. Yeah. I think there's there's a lot there that hopefully you all can take away from. That's going to be on episode... 17 episode 17 eventually eventually if this thing just goes and goes and goes we have to do something big for like episode 50 and 100 that's the years oh, yeah. down the yeah, road i want but cakes i want balloons falling from the sky people we that something. we've had on we bring oh, yeah. them back we'll maybe family it, reunion it's like a two-hour show cosmos <laughs> if we make it that far and don't get canceled we'll yeah. be here um that does it for episode 16 yeah ask your questions we appreciate you all tuning in the support for this has been so great hearing people actually say we miss you guys we want you to come back i know was like really heartwarming yeah because we didn't know what it would what the reception would be like when we did stop yeah we were a little scared to stop because you kind of the momentum is going and then it's like okay we're gonna take a break or we can just kind of forget about it but apparently they didn't or maybe they did we'll see how Yeah, we'll see how good this does. Well, that has been episode 16. I know it was a little bit shorter, but of course, we got more content coming your way. Um, We'll see you next week for episode 17. Thanks, y'all. Y'all have a good one.